In this series, we have lined up 14 of the biggest value creators on Twitter across all niches. We cover topics ranging from ghostwriting to psychedelics and personal brand growth to the science of self-mastery. If you're new here, we don't have any sponsors. My only ask is that you help us spread our message by leaving a review. Our guest today is someone that is en route to building quite the cult following. He's known for being a pineapple on pizza, shitposting, ultra chad, and former roommate of Danco, the founder of Growth Ghosts, a world-leading ghostwriting agency. I'm so stoked that I had this opportunity to hang with Dakota Robertson. Currently, he has combined over 600,000 followers across Twitter and Instagram and continues to keep growing through his unique personality and perspectives. He has an incredible story having grown up in extremely challenging environments with his mother sadly dying from drug addiction. Dakota is an incredible human that I have enjoyed tremendously getting to know over the past few months. This episode is packed with actionable value that you can take away with you and use immediately. I hope you enjoy. Dakota, thank you so much for joining us at the Solopreneur Summit and kicking this off for us. Yeah, thank you for having me, brother. Um, stoked to shoot the shit and uh, talk about whatever. But yeah, my name's Dakota. I pretend to be people on the internet and I get paid to do so. And uh, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so I run a social media ghostwriting agency. I've done this for the past year and a half. And now my main focus is training other people on how to start a social media ghostwriting agency and scale that to uh, whether they want to go 2k a month 10k a month or scale up to 50k a month i i can help them do that because i've scaled my own agency to 50k a month um now i've scaled my personal brand to like 150k a month around like 100 to 200k a month but um yeah so excited to share whatever lessons failures fuck-ups uh share that with you guys Thanks, man. So the reason I'm looking at my phone is that all of my notes are on here. I've got my um, my notion up, and um, with I thought to be honest, like we 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 listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure you do, Dakota, um, and uh, a lot of them can be super boring. So I thought we would kick it off with something out there with some quick fire questions, so that yeah. the fans and your new fans can get to know you a bit better. You cool with that? Yeah, hundred percent. We'll start things off really, really, really nice and simple. By the way, okay. Okay, you're scared. You best. You should be scared. You should. I'm be fucking scared. ready. Could, I've been prepping. Completely cancel you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's let's hit it off. Okay, first first up, blue or red? Uh, fuck. Uh, blue. Hit him with the hit him with the hard one. To start right. Yeah, that was a hard one. Chest or back? Chest. Writing or reading? Reading. <laughs> Reading's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Tries or buys? Tries. Pineapple or mango? Mango. That's my favorite. Okay. Quads or hammies? Quads. Okay. Beer or whiskey? Beer. Cigar or vape? Cigar. Red Bull or Monster? Red Bull. Oh, I thought you were going to say Monster. I'm surprised. Like we're going to have to go with that burger. I'm, back I'm slowly converting. Slowly converting. Okay, DMT or ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. I haven't done DMT. Well, DMT's okay. in ayahuasca, but I've done ayahuasca. Okay, there you ayahuasca. go. See, there was a clip here. <laughs> someone who really doesn't know what he's talking about. Shrooms or we shrooms or weed? 
shrooms. I get really anxious on weed. Okay, yeah, I'm the same. Lord of the Rings or Black Mirror? Uh, I would say Black Mirror, but their last season was dog shit. So I'm gonna go with Lord of the Rings. Okay, flicking the bat. Okay, this is one of my this is one of my favorites, and then we're kicking off with the best one: Michael Jackson or Miley Cyrus? Michael Jackson. Okay. Hee <laughs> Those are my pronouns. Hee <laughs> I promise you that was not planned. That was absolutely not planned. Um, and then finally, this is this is the question that everyone, everyone, like within the like the entrepreneurship space is always thinking about. Dan Co or Andrew Tate? Dan Co. I, I like Andrew Tate. I like him a lot, but uh, Dan Co is my homie, and he changed my life. Okay, so. he's a he's a homie, but is Andrew yeah. Tate a future homie? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I could definitely see you guys hang out, hang hang out. Maybe, yeah. He's very macho. I'm a, I'm not so like macho man. Sometimes I am, but he's a he's a G. <laughs> I like him. He's a G. Okay, well, uh, like. We're going to move on to the serious stuff now, but I just wanted to like loosen up now, loosen up there with some with some fun shit. Oh, I'm loose. Um, he's loose now. He's loose now. <laughs> okay, let's let's kick this off with giving. There's going to be a lot of people out there because ghostwriting has taken off in the last year, and though at least from from my my perspective, uh, it seemingly has. And you, you've definitely been what the spear at at the absolute tip of the spear. What what do you think if you were to sum up ghostwriting to someone that's like doesn't doesn't really understand what it is how would you how do you explain it or describe it um as best as best you could you take over someone's account and you grow it basically and the way you grow it is you write posts for them and that can be in the form of a twitter thread tweets instagram posts linkedin posts whatever and then you pay for distribution so you can pay for uh, retweets, you can pay for ads, you can pay for Instagram story shares, you can pay for LinkedIn comments. And so when you combine those two elements, the the writing and the distribution, you combine those together and you grow the account basically and people will pay you anywhere between $2,000 to $15,000 a month for you to do that depending on what your offer is, results, all that stuff. And is so if we go back to the two thousand versus fifteen thousand dollars a month, what what are the what are the kind of core differences there? Is that purely based down to experience, or is that um, is that is that you are you promising more? Yeah. So basically, yeah, it comes down to results a lot of the time. So what end result are you getting them? So some people are like, oh, I'll grow your account. Well, it's like, what does that even mean? You can grow one follower, a thousand followers. It's you got to be specific. So, uh, when I, my first client, I charged three K a month and I told him I'd grow him by 1500 followers every 30 days. And I would I think, give them their money back if I didn't meet that or something. And I charged three K a month for that. And then, uh, as I got more experience in social proof, I was able to land clients easier and charge more money because of brand. So you think about like Nike versus Walmart t-shirt like plain white t-shirts nike can charge a lot more like to five times more because they have a brand opposed to walmart so that plays an element into it and but yeah at the end of the day it's like mainly the results and then do you have 
experience and proof backing up that you can get those results. And that really makes a difference because like the main thing that keeps people from spending money is all oh, they're like, Oh, this isn't going to work for me or I won't get the result. So, um, yeah, mainly comes down to results, experience and sales skills, offer all that stuff. And we, you know, we, we share something in common in that we both did quit. We did, we kind of moved away. We transitioned from what would be considered like the traditional, traditional life, um, either the nine to five or whatever you'd like to, to like describe it as, can you just give a bit of, a bit of a background into that transition period for you? So going from, cause it, and you know, you, you do look like you're 18, but you also at the same time look like you're 29. So you have this, like, you have this unique ability to look both young and old at the same time, which is quite impressive. But yeah, part of that is how you carry yourself. You are, I think you carry yourself a lot older than you actually are. Can you, can you give a little bit of, um, of the background into how you did the transition from what were you doing before and how long it took? Give a, give an idea of what the timeline could be looking like for someone who made the, the move that you would do. Yes. So I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was 18, that really sparked the entrepreneur fire in me. Um, so when I was 18, or no, when I was 19, I was working as an electrician in the oil and gas industry. And I was working 84 hour weeks in the freezing cold, seven days a week. Um, all I did was work and all that stuff. And basically just... I, I bounced around from job to job uh, because I would get bored or I felt like super miserable at them. And I was like, okay, I got to try something else. But during that whole time, I was reading books on self-improvement, business, all that stuff, trying to like, okay, what's my thing? What can I do? All that. Um, so I've been a server. I've been a security guard. I've been a medic. I've been an electrician. I've been a delivery driver. I've been this and that, all of it. Um, and I did that until the age of 22. And, um, I was fortunate enough to, in 2018, I started investing in crypto. I was throwing all my paychecks from being an electrician into crypto. And so when I was 22 and I was going to college at the time, uh, I was second year in college to be a high school English teacher. I, uh, stumbled upon Twitter or I stumbled upon the business side of Twitter because I was keeping up to date with the crypto news. And, um, basically bought a course like screw it I'm gonna try growing on Twitter it seems interesting and um, yeah so September 17th of 2020 is when I started like growing on Twitter started posting on Twitter and basically within one year uh, the following year in November uh, that's when I launched my ghostwriting offer and I scaled to 11k a month within like 28 days of launching that but like before that, it was like a lot of learning how to write, learning business, hiring mentors, posting on Twitter, all that stuff. So it was kind of like I was like building up all these skills. And then when I launched, it was just like, boom, because I built up a small audience and um, some business skills and learned how to write tweets. So, um, but yeah, like basically took me four years to get indoctrinated into the the whole scene and actually take action on stuff because I read a lot of books, but I never took action. So uh, it took me like four years. That's um, kind of interesting to say to hear you talk about rich dad, poor dad, because um, I think it was probably four years ago as well. Um, I would have been fucking, I would have been just turned 30. 
that's when I read that book for the first time. Um, and I grew up in a family where money business, um, and all of that was considered, it was the classic, like money is evil. Um, rich people are evil, wealthy people are evil. And, um, I never really appreciated how much that held, held me back from trying to, trying to understand, understand money at least. Uh, so yeah, I read that. I read it would have been during COVID when I was 30. And it, it, even though I'd read years and years of books, um, like I said, like the four hour work week, um, I had, I had tried to start my business, um, businesses before when I transitioned out of being a dentist, I remember inventing like a bunch of tools so that I could try and sell them, try and get myself out that way. Um, but again, it's like, you know, when I, when I transitioned out of, um, being a dentist, I realized I had no core skills, no, none of the, all of the skills that you mentioned, sales, um, sales and any of the sales and marketing skills, um, funnel, funnel building, landing page building, just any of the marketing skills at all, didn't have a clue. Um, and I spent, I had to spend like, I just felt like I had to spend like six years learning this stuff from businesses by putting myself in businesses. Um, and, you know, understanding that I probably, I know I'm not unintelligent. I know I'm, you know, from the stuff that I've done in the past that, but I felt like I had to learn fucking everything. And it's taken me a good, like five or six years to learn that, that stuff. How do you think, like, why do you think you've had such a fast kind of a rapid, rapid kind of growth in that respect with understanding all of these core skills? Definitely hiring people that were smarter than me. Like that's a one one common thing I've always done is whether it's like crypto or or business or whatever. Say like, I know I'm not the smartest person, so I will. I feel like I got a decent judge of character, so I'll look at people. Okay, who are the people that are living the lifestyle that I want, and what are they saying to do? And is there a way I could buy a course? Is there a way I could pay for mentorship and just attain that knowledge? Because you think about Okay, if I if I have ten thousand dollars and I want to start a business and I spend the whole ten thousand dollars just doing it myself, the amount of time it's going to take me, the amount of effort and failures and screw ups it's going to take me is going to cost like well over ten thousand dollars probably. But if there's someone that has done what I want to do and they charge five thousand dollars for coaching or something, and I hire them, then I'm going to avoid all that time, probably save years off the the time it takes to do the thing. It's going to save me a lot of headaches. It's going to save me a lot of effort, all this blah, blah, blah. And basically just shortcut. And then if you shortcut by you, you even a few months, you think about the compounding results of that and the time saved and the money that's going to compound, it's, it's going to be astronomical. And then also the more money you make, I mean, the more, the more you can invest in mentors and coaches and all that, and then keep shortcutting and then keep compounding and it's just exponential growth. So I owe a lot of my success to the mentors I've uh, hired and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for them. Do you, do you mind giving a little bit of um, detail around that? Like um, who, who potentially these people were or are and yeah. how you found them and how, what was your decision-making process as to why you decided to go with them? I know there are guys yeah. like Alex Formosi who have said they've spent shit tons of money probably to the point where they might, you know, felt, felt really uncomfortable, but it, that was what accelerated their growth to take them to the next, to another completely different level. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So I bought some crypto shit in the past. So I won't go into that, but um, yeah, first person I like in business, I bought mentorship from was Dan Co. And the reason I bought from him because I really resonated with his content and he's very relatable. And um, yeah, so got coaching from him and I only had like eight grand in my bank account at the time. And his coaching was like six grand or something. I was like, oh shit, like I got to make this work. And it lit a fire under my ass. And I think that's one of the best things about getting a mentor is the accountability and actually making you take action. Because up until that point, I just procrastinated for months and months. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll, like, I'll start like start a business and all that. But it wasn't until I actually invested in myself and my education that I had a fire lit under my ass. Like, oh, I got to make moves fast. And I, I had the roadmap laid out. I was like, oh, I just got to execute. So it just really got rid of a lot of self-doubt. I had the accountability and all that. So Dan was my first one. And then David Mendez, I got sales training from because I was not confident on sales calls at all. I didn't know what to do. So uh, David Mendez. Um, and then I went into client ascension, like Andre and cold email wizard and all them because I wanted to get better at operations and running my agency and all that as a great program. I'm now a coach in it. And, um, another guy, Richard, you, uh, that was a recommendation through a friend found out he was, uh, not being so good with other people, some of my friends. So I just left that program. That was the only coach I, or person I regret going into, not because of like the, the program, but just like his character. So that was 18 K down the drain. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was lame, but whatever um and then oh, oh dude man. okay well before because that that is an expensive not to yeah. say that was an expensive lesson but is can you is there anything you learned from that that might prevent you from doing that again or from someone that might be potentially get themselves in that situation yeah it was basically i i heard like a little bit about him like one of my friends recommended him and he was like close with him but I didn't find him naturally, like through my own way. He was just like connected me to him. Um, and I'm glad I did leave because it was kind of like I was in the program and then I found out a, a friend of mine got his content stolen, like his intellectual property from his actual program stolen from uh, from Richard's team, allegedly. I'm not going to say anything, but allegedly. And... Uh, I found out about that. And then I also found out another friend of mine who went through his program and he was eligible for a refund because like the stuff he was teaching was really basic. And my friend was like very advanced. He was like, okay, just give me a refund. Like he was eligible for it. They, they wouldn't grant him a refund. Um, so when I found out, I found out that stuff. I was like a month in the program. Like, you know, I like guys, like I'm just not into like what you guys are doing and uh, I'm just going to peace out, whatever. They didn't care. They, they already got my money. So, um, I knew I couldn't get a refund because I signed the contract, but like just morally, it, it felt like the right thing to do because I, I don't want to be associated with those people and um, all of that. And funny enough, a month later, his operations, his main account manager is like a bunch of people from his team left him because the word was getting around. He's just like a, a slimy character. And uh, it's funny, he's actually on Twitter now. I don't know if you've seen the meme, but it's him. he's the guy that posted the porn 
thread where it talks about how he quit porn and then he like plugs his like business offer at the end and stuff and his ghostwriters like st- copy pasting other people's threads and stuff it's so funny everyone on twitter is roasting him um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so i i i i i was faced with like this conundrum though or this this option it's like okay i spent 18k on this program and i can continue working with these people and they can like help scale my coaching business but do i want like morally knowing that these people or him uh, allegedly uh, stole someone's intellectual property and they're doing these things to my friends. It's like, do I want to associate with that? It's like, can I look myself in the mirror and like, I don't know, have integrity? And it's like, no. So it was kind of lame because it was just like, fuck, I just spent all this money. But uh, I feel good about it because, you know, I didn't, I don't know, trade my integrity for what I thought was uh, right. So, yeah, I think that's in- yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, like I've I've always had an, an issue with yeah people who tread like a moral like the the weak side of their moral boundary. And I remember I, my first boss when I I just finished dental school, so I just well I did been at university for seven years, and my first uh, my first boss. Like she told me to do, she asked me to do something just flat out unethical and I flipped and this was like nine months into my first year. And I just, I literally just like snapped my neck and I was like, you need to fuck off. And like, and she was like, she was like, you're getting fired and you're going to lose your license. And I was like, oh, shit. so I learned, I learned the hard way. Don't tell your boss to fuck off. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I have a huge amount of respect for you, you know, to, to like, to make that call um, and understand that, you know what, there are th- it's money ultimately is it, you can get money back. You just cannot buy your integrity back. Um, yeah. So I think there's a huge, huge lesson there. Just can I, can I go back to when you first worked with Dan, like mm-hmm. practically what practically were you pretty fresh at pretty fresh at the time? Did you have an idea of what you, where you wanted to go? What did he actually help you with in his coaching? Yeah, so he helped with audience building and he helped with actually monetizing the audience. So uh, we looked at, okay, what are my skills and how can we monetize it? And at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to be a copywriter slash web designer. Um, But I I also had an audience of 4,000 people and I was growing at a decent pace at the time. So I was like, oh, shit, like ghostwriting is this new thing and... I mean, I, I can grow an audience and it sounds cool. You know, I'm a ghostwriter. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. So uh, Dan, he, even though I was growing at the time, he helped like elevate my content creation process and audience building process and um, got me a lot of clarity on different elements of brand building and uh, content. And then he gave me the roadmap of what to do when it came to actually, okay, how do I monetize my skills and actually even become a ghostwriter? So uh, he helped me with, okay, here's how you like structure landing page. Here's how you like create your offer. Here's what you say on sales calls, all that stuff. It was all built out in notion. And we'd had like an accountability call every month or something and like DM support. Um, So that was great. Uh, I think the main thing was the confidence though. Like when you have someone in your corner, and they're they're giving you the roadmap of what to do and you don't even got to think about it you just know okay just execute on this you're not having that self-doubt you're not having 
all this imposter syndrome, all that stuff is you know, you have someone in your corner helping you. And that was, that was huge for me. Cause when you're on your own, you've got all this information. You're like, Oh, do I do this? Do I do that? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it can be very, uh, overwhelming. Nice man. Um, I'm going to dig into some of these questions that I have written, written down now, which is more of the, like the practical tactical stuff that I know that mm. a lot of, the lot of guys who are just starting out really, you know, really are desperate for, cause I, I, I see this all the time. People making posts about how they started a few months ago with a few friends or a few people, and they're the only ones left because people just quit. So but you, you, um, can you give a little bit of background as to, uh, to how you coach people now or how, how you operate at the moment. And then uh, I've got some questions off the back of that, but like, how do you structure your business at the moment? Yeah. So right now I run my ghostwriting cohort program and basically it runs you a through Z like how to become a ghostwriter and ultimate, like it's, it's framed that way, but all like ultimately it's showing you how to monetize social media. I'm giving you the foundations, although there are some like good amount of stuff that's specific to ghostwriting. Uh, it's all applicable to different business models, but um, yeah. So like the program, my main thing is like, okay, learn audio, build an audience and then build it around like something where you have interest in, and then you can monetize that. So uh, the first month of the cohort, we're learning, okay, here's how we grow on social media. And we're applying all like, here's how you write threads. Here's your retreats. Here's how you structure your profile. Here's how you build your brand, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then that's the first month because you have to know how to build an audience if you want to do it for other people or if you want to monetize like a skill or something like just having that audience is huge. And then the second month, we go into the business side of social media. Okay, here's how you sell on a sales call. Here's how you structure your operating system. Here's how you do marketing, copywriting, all this stuff. And I also have guest features from copywriters, uh, designers, uh, marketers, salesmen, all that stuff. So they do guest lectures. Uh, but basically, just teaching all like the business fundamentals. And then third, fourth, fifth, sixth month, it's all about execution. So I'm not going to throw in all this extra shit where it's like, oh, do this. It's like, no, just do the fundamentals and repeat it on a consistent basis and you're going to see results. Um, so we're, we're having like the live calls and giving feedback and all that stuff. But um, yeah, it's like all comes down to building an audience and building a brand because you think about, okay, if you, if you spend two years, three years even, you build an audience of 100,000 followers and you have a product or a service for the sake of simplicity for $1,000. You only need to sell 100 people out of 100,000 people that follow you. You only need to sell 100 people in one month to make, um, to make $100,000 in one month. That's crazy. You know, you think, and you think about that scale. What if you have an audience of... 200,000, 500,000, a million. It's, 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 it's ludicrous. And that's not even including upsells, downsells, whatever, cross sells, whatever kind of sells you want to do. Um, so when you think about that, like how scalable that is and how much money you can make just from growing an audience. And if you learn a skill and you learn the basics of business, like it's just mind boggling what you can do and how much your life can change. And it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's not, complicated but it is 
it does take consistency. It does take work, but it, it's fucking worth it, man. Like if you got some kind of drive, like it's, it's a hundred percent achievable. You guys got to know, okay, what are the right actions I got to uh, be consistent with? And um, do I know these are the right actions? And that's why I like hiring mentors because it just takes the guesswork out, do this. Okay. Do it consistently, make money, win. Yeah, man. I mean, I, was listening to one of uh so daniel from client ascension one of his videos i think from the other day and similar similar quote to yours um like this this game is super simple people people like overestimate how simple this is, simple the game is but they underestimate how hard how much hard work you have to put in how much work you have to to, to put in does this does it feel does it feel easy to you at all at this stage or are you still like does it is it hard where are we, where are you at currently with uh with your with your journey i wouldn't say it's hard i would say it can be grueling sometimes not grueling but it can be overwhelming at times right one thing i've screwed up on not screwed up but i'm i'm learning is i need to delegate a lot more and i need to systemize and i need to not do everything myself and I need to focus on what I'm good at, which is writing and creating content. I'm not, uh, I can sell, um, I can like market a decent amount, like create the landing, I can create the funnels, landing page, VSL, all that stuff. But there are people who are way better than me that I need to pay and hire to do that for me. Um, even if that means like giving them profit shares and stuff. Like that was one thing I was like, oh no, I don't wanna give, profit shares to people and all of that. But I just realizing like, yeah, if someone wants like 7%, like seven to 10% or 15% to help me do a thing at a way better, higher level, then yeah, I, sh I should do it because I'm gonna make way more money and it's just gonna be a higher quality, like just sort of thing overall. And I'm not gonna waste time doing shit where I'm not, I'm wondering, okay, I gotta learn this new skill starting from zero. It's like, no, it's like just, like for example, I I paid my friend Abdul, um, um, I won't give twenty five k. I'll just say twenty five k plus seven percent, um, profit share, and he's like automating like all the sales stuff, all the marketing stuff, blah blah blah, like emails, all that stuff, and it's like okay, I don't gotta worry about that. All I gotta worry about is making content, and doing what I enjoy and what I'm good at, and the other stuff's handled and it's, it's a, uh, it's hundred percent worth it. And just learning. Okay. You don't have to do everything yourself because then you're just working multiple jobs. You just, you, you left your job to work multiple jobs, like as the meme goes. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's just learning. There's different things to learn at each step of the game, you know, like zero to 10 K a lot of it's just mindset shit and, and learning a skill. And then, 10 to 50 K's like, okay, operations and okay, how do you get more clients and all that stuff? And then hundred K plus is a lot of delegating, systemizing, um, all that stuff and just repeating the fundamentals. So I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's challenging, but it's good. It's a good challenge. It forces you to level up in different areas like your character and, and um, your skill set and, and ways of thinking and all of that. And that's why it's so important to get mentors along the way to help you with all that. Because, yeah, it does take a lot. It takes a caliber of person to, I mean, to scale out to a certain number. Not that everyone wants to scale to like a mil a month or 500K a month or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, it's challenging, but it's 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 so rewarding. And like, what else are you gonna yeah. do? You gonna play fucking Xbox all day? <laughs> Turn your life into a video game. <laughs> <laughs> As, yeah, that's completely right, man. Um, I'm, you know, I, I think about this frequently. How the the more I get into this, and the more I understand and, and educate myself, the the reality that this is just a game with levels, and your your job is just to learn the rules of the level, and then you get you get the opportunity to then knock on the door of the next level, and if you've learned all the right shit, they'll give you the password to come in. But if you're not there yet, if you haven't haven't figured out what you need to get to the next level, which, and you've mentioned the, the answer is, is mentors. It's, it's learning from the people that are behind the door. Those that's where you get the passwords from, but that's the way I look at it. It's just simple. Like you can, yeah, either play an Xbox, do whatever the fuck you want, or you could actually just learn, like learn the levels of this game, um, which is an infinite game. Like this is the best thing that I find is that I know, I know that you'll be in a similar situation. I'm sure you're thinking long-term we'll get to one of my questions, but I see this as a, um, it, it, the people who are 100, 10, 100 steps ahead of us, the people who are claiming, you know, the people who are claiming to have the, the Bugattis, the, you know, the yachts, like those guys all have the exact same skills and abilities as most of us do. There really isn't like much of a secret, but what they've done is they've learned how to, to level up to each step. Um, and it, we can do it. We can do it. Like there's nothing stopping us apart from, you know, just actually the mindset and I think shifting it from that, okay, I'm just going to get to here and then I'll be good. So just being like, no, fuck it. Like all you have to do is just learn the next step of set of rules. And it's, you can do that super easy. The answers are on YouTube. 100%. It's like, uh, I think I have a tweet going out tomorrow or something, but it's, uh, like learning skills is like you just learn the cheat code and then you can generate money and it's just okay i just hit this cheat code and i do this and get this result and that's all like learning skills is so you're learning these sequences of movements or, or patterns and you are following them and then you get this outcome which is like flying cars or fucking infinite money the infinite money is the is the <laughs> like i would say i say inf- money is an infinite resource so just fucking get your share of infinity 100 like, um, i yeah. Um, right. Okay. So, what are the most common mistakes you see early creators make? I think a big one is they they grow a following, but they don't know they don't learn the fundamentals of business and learn how to monetize it. So you'll see a lot of these big following accounts, they're like anon accounts, spitting platitudes and all that, but they're broke as shit because they didn't. One, they didn't learn any skills, so they like have nothing to really monetize their account with. Like, what are you going to sell? Affirmation guides? Like, who's going to buy it from you? You don't even know how to market it. Uh, so, like one thing, one thing I think it's important is learning a skill, and then as you're growing your account, is like show your confidence in that skill. So for me, it was writing. So I studied books, I studied YouTube, YouTube videos, courses, all that. And I, as I was learning it, I was applying what I was learning and I was teaching it on the timeline. And what that did was it attracted people that were interested in writing and it proved my competence at something. And when I did go to sell a service around writing, it was like easy to get clients because I was just shown kind of what I'm talking about. So I think a lot of people, they want to just give motivational quotes and all that stuff. 
And I think that's good to do that, but I think you need to bake in authority-based content as well and actually show, okay, I know what I'm doing when it comes to X and that's going to make it way easier to monetize. Um, so I think the key to growing a brand and not a following is to mix in three pillars. So like the growth content that could be like your motivational content, your mindset stuff. And then there's authority based content, which is showing your competence at something and giving actual advice or like helping people solve their problems. And then there's the personal content where it's talking about your story, your worldview, uh, all of that stuff, which connects the reader with you or watcher viewer, whatever you want to see, whatever social media platform. And when you combine all three, you have people that know, like, and trust you, and which ultimately means they're going to buy from you. So I think it's important to hit all three um, because there's so many people. I think the biggest one is personal, like personal content. Like so many people are just spitting facts, but no one connects with you. And it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of boring. It's like if you're growing on social media, you should, you should have people be able to recognize your content just from looking at the the words or or just seeing your content, even if there was no profile picture or anything to identify it. Um, so yeah, just hitting those three pillars. I think that's the biggest thing a lot of people miss. That's why most people are broke. <laughs> it's funny because you, uh, yeah, I think I think you're one of the. It's quite clear in your in your content across all platforms that you you you're very aware of like letting people understand who you are and. The, my next question is, do you think it's important to be controversial? And I guess that's a bit of a loaded question around some of like the, the areas that you do post your, like your personal, your personal stuff on, but you, you do it in a way that is like sparks debate, like everything, like from the simple stuff from you just being um, uh, like a pineapple on pizza whore, who is frankly disgusting and should not really be allowed on the internet to, um, to, to going and like, just casually lifting three plates like out of nowhere just you know it's it's things things that are like oh wow it's like a pattern interrupt um but i guess that's on purpose can you speak a little bit about like the controversiality aspect of this stuff yeah i think if you're doing anything interesting in life you're going to be polarizing and i think there's a difference between being polarizing just for the sake of being polarizing and just being an interesting person voicing your opinions on stuff so I mean, you can play into a little bit. I think Andrew Tate does that really well. And, but there's some people that, that just, I don't know, you can just tell they're just trying to get fucking engagement bait and all that stuff, like all the time. Uh, and it's kind of like, okay, like, I don't know, I see through a lot of it. Um, a lot of people don't with, with some people, but um, I, I, yeah, I think it's important that you voice your opinion on stuff, whether, that's controversial or not like it's if you have beliefs like any beliefs it's going to be controversial to somebody but it's just like by a matter of like standing by your beliefs i think that's that's important because it's showing that you stand for something because if you're just going with all the trends and all that and chat gpt prompts or whatever like these five chat gpt prompts or whatever it's like okay like what are you doing you're just like chasing what other people think is valuable and if you're just chasing trends all the time or swaying your opinion back and forth you're um you're not really going to build a brand you're just gonna i don't know be like as soon as that trend goes away you're irrelevant so i think it's important you stand for something um 
but yeah, like say what's on your mind. You like, I swear I, I don't believe in like the woke politics stuff and I have no problem saying that. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't like me for that. And I think a lot of people love me for that. And I think that's good because you don't want to appeal to everybody. So then you're boring, you know, if you're just trying to appeal to everybody, it's, you're just like bland, you know? So I think that that's why I like just shit posting all that stuff. Cause it's me, you know, it's, it's what I enjoy. And it's also attracting the type of people I want to work with, or I want to follow me because I mean, there, it, imagine like if you're this funny motherfucker that swears all the time and all that stuff but you have to be all prim and proper all the time because you're scared oh no what if they find out and stuff like this screw that it's no fun um so i think it's just better to be kind of you and lean into the aspects of you you know like i joke around about being a chat like my name's giga chad right now in this fucking this chat like i <laughs> like joking around and stuff like that leaning into stupid jokes like that i think it's fun so definitely attracts and repels people and i think that's a great thing yeah man like fully fully agree i mean i can again relate to this because not to keep on going about these dentist stories but it, it like genuinely that was the biggest feeling i had was when i had to when someone came into the room I had to like put on this character. I had to put on this like professional character. I had like a shirt on, had scrubs, whatever. And for however long, 20 minutes, half an hour, hour and a half, like I had to, I had to like hold, hold in my like core personality, which was someone who loves saying the F word, um, is probably pretty loose with their, like their, you know, with their, the general stuff that comes out of their mouth is happy to offend people, tell their bosses to fuck off. And, um, there was like a, com there was a complete disconnect between what like that was and my reality. So I can, I can very much relate to that. So I, I, I love trying to keep things nice and lighthearted. It's gone. It's gotten me in trouble though, in previous, in jobs, because people don't think I'm being, I'm being serious. And then like, I'm like, I'm more serious than anyone in this fucking room. I just don't make a big deal out of it. And I think life is too short to be you're taking things too serious all the time. I think it's, and that's why I, I obviously resonate heavily with, with, with your style. Um, so like big, big, big fan. Um, right. Question for you, tactical, practical for the people that might be watching this, who go and find, do some researching, see your on, see your on Instagram, see your, um, like just, just check you out. They might get the inspiration to want to potentially try and get on this journey themselves. So for someone starting completely from scratch, and I guess the way to position this is if you had to start from scratch tomorrow, what would your three months look like knowing what you know now? What would you practically say to someone who would start tomorrow? Yeah, I would say pick a skill that you have interest in and that there's demand for. So some people might be thinking, oh, but I'm not good at anything. Bullshit. You're fucking good at something so you can ask your friends or family like hey what am i good at like what comes to mind uh because that out outside perspective can often uh be insightful because you're just in your own head um but yeah i would find a skill that you you're interested in there's market demand for and you can always learn a skill too you can just youtube or ask chat gpt like what are some in-demand skills and then you look at the ones that might be interesting youtube like experts in that field watch a bunch of free content and then uh, start posting on social media. Uh, pick a one platform and just stick to that. Whether you like video, you could do 
like Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. If you like writing, then do Twitter. And then uh, as you're learning that skill, uh, document your journey. Don't pretend to be an expert, but like show, like, give actual advice on that skill. Look at what other creators are doing and kind of don't, don't copy their content, but get inspiration. Say, oh, the, I like how he had a writing thread. I'm going to do a writing thread on like maybe Stephen King or this guy did a, a thread on um, web design. I'm going to do uh, how I would structure a website and why. Um, just get ideas and see what's working for other people. And yeah, start posting content consistently, at least one post a day. And just keep posting, post motivational content if you want to alongside the educational content, post about your story, all that stuff. Just be super consistent, connect with other creators and uh, share tips, hop on calls, connect and basically just like continue to do that. And don't think about, oh, I need to make 10K a month within three months. Just like, okay, I'm I'm in this for the long term. I'm in this for years and develop the habit of creating content and think, how can I improve this and continuously educate yourself and connect with more people, build a network and all that, learn, share strats with each other. And uh, yeah, just basically go ham and just like constantly look up new information. If you don't want to pay, just go on YouTube and there's a ton of free content that's amazing uh, that can get you from zero to 10k followers zero to 10k a month all that stuff um but yeah i would i would highly suggest doing doing those few action items awesome now taking it back a little bit to the probably the minutia of detail so you mentioned one thing that has tripped me up again and again and again um you know on my efforts to 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 create content has been the consistency factor and you mentioned it there and that that's that in my opinion is clearly like the differentiator between people that make it and don't consistency is a prerequisite to success. How do you on a week to week or or day to day basis? Could you, could you, do you mind giving a bit of like granular detail into how you actually do your creation? Like, you know, what times a day, um, how long do you spend? I'm going to ask you about like your tech stack as well. Um, give a bit of like actual detail as to what a week and a day looks like for you. Yeah, so I, I'm i most productive in the mornings, I find. I like going to, uh, I started getting back into this routine, but I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll put on my Air Maxes, I'll put on Hans Zimmer or Brain FM, and I will just block out websites, uh, like distracting websites, and I'll I'll work on the work I need to get done. And scheduling is something I need to get better at, you know, like prioritizing or writing out to-do lists and something I've struggled with always, but um, I'm getting better at it. Um, but I'll try to think, okay, what's the one task that by doing doing it will make every other task easier? I got that from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, Neller. Uh, amazing book. But what's the one thing that if I do it today, it's a win work-wise? And I'll, I'll focus on that. And then ideally I'll block out everything until that's done. I sometimes don't do that. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, just like go to the coffee shop, focus on that. I'll stay at a coffee shop till like 1 or 3 p.m. 
and then I'll go to the gym, work out, and then do whatever for the rest of the day, watch Netflix, be a lazy POS. Um, but yeah, what was the question again? I don't know if I it, it was it was yeah no no it was it was around like the the like specifically to 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 do with your creation like content creation oh yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah like how do you how do you structure that during a week like do you batch stuff yeah. do you yeah so i i like to batch stuff like i'm a big fan of it because of context switching so i like to like be in one mode and then i'm not wasting any mental energy like going back and forth so yeah i'll typically on weekends i'll write my content for the week uh i will write videos or youtube not youtube ig real scripts i will write my tweets uh, i'll write my newsletter uh usually every wednesday um and then yeah i, I like batching like if i'm doing a bunch of tasks i'll just do the same same task for hours yeah. um and i know having themed days is a, is a thing i need to get better at that as well um but yeah i, I just like to batch work like hours like screw the and pomodoro the pom- yeah fuck, dude honestly i f- i think i tried that once like when i was like 16 or some shit and then i've seen it so many times i'm like who the fuck's having like a five minute break every half no, an hour honestly no, like who is doing that it's so so <laughs> but then I'm, I feel the other other side where I've I've literally looked at my laptop for six hours straight and my eyes are looking in three different directions and I'm like there's something not right about you need this. some nicotine <laughs> need some nicotine yeah exactly um, yeah bro so that's uh, can you just um, cover that off with like ballpark like for, because you're you're right now you're prolific on Twitter Instagram LinkedIn like I I know how fucking hard that shit is like uh, and doing short form content as well how much time would you say during a week is done on the creation and scheduling and editing altogether um depends what i'm doing like what kind of content i'm making like if i'm shooting reels it's gonna be like five hours doing like a bunch of reels and stuff um even though i got teleprompter now so it's way easier um but yeah, if it's like writing threads, I'll usually be like an hour per thread. Uh, writing tweets, like I usually post four tweets a day, I believe. Uh, that takes me, I don't know, it could take me like 10 to 15 minutes per five tweets or something. Um, yeah, I, probably, I don't know. I probably spend like, God, five hours a week creating content, maybe, maybe less. Um, but I'm not going as hard as I, I could be. I'm going to start ramping that up. Um, and then scheduling, nice. scheduling's easier now. I hired a VA to do all that. So, okay. And how's your, what is your process, your technical process of getting stuff to the VA? Like where are you storing all of your, like, yes. Content? So I actually paid a good amount for a decent VA or she's great. I love her. Um, uh, Cause before I was just hiring like Philippines or like India for like really cheap, but it's just hard because they don't speak the same language oftentimes, or they're just like, not that had not have that context and stuff with stuff. So yeah, I got a, uh, a VA now that's Ukrainian and she speaks good English and all that. But, uh, basically, so I have my Twitter posts and I, I take the best ones and I'll turn them into Instagram posts. And then uh, that will go, the Instagram post will go on to 
LinkedIn. Um, so I create right now I'm creating the Instagram post and then she'll repurpose the, the Instagram post on LinkedIn. And then I'm also going to get her to take that Instagram post post and post it on Twitter. That way it's like, I'm creating it once and posting it multiple times. Um, but yeah, basically I just have her like scheduling LinkedIn content. Um, I schedule the Twitter and Instagram content myself. I use uh, Hype Fury and Tweet Hunter uh, to do. Oh, sorry, my Siri, fuck off. Sorry, my Siri went on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I use Tweet Hunter and Hype Fury to schedule on Twitter and then Instagram. I use native Instagram scheduler, same with LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, so I, I can definitely be more streamlined and I'm working on systems and stuff for that. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty basic. Basic bitch. Okay. Right. Final question. Um, because I want to be super respectful of your time. And this one is from one of the, one of the co-hosts is going to help you helping me out in the Twitter spaces over the next couple of weeks called Harry writes. So shout out to Harry for this. Um, he's interested in knowing your process for documenting and blending his personal stories into his value content. Um, history is mm, yeah. wicked. Yeah. So I think the main thing is thinking about in terms of transformation. So grab a pen and paper or write it on a Google sheet or something and think about, okay, what are all the big transformations you've done in your life? What are the big accomplishments you've achieved in your life? And you just write them all in like bullet point form. So for myself, uh, I scaled my, my ghostwriting agency uh, to 50k a month, I I scaled my uh, coaching business to 150k a month. I grew my audience to 400k total followers. Blah 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 blah. And to get to those each of those points, there is obviously a transformation that happened because you weren't always at that point. So you want to think, okay, I used to be at this point, like point A, and now I'm at, I'm at point Z. Okay, what are all the steps or what are all the lessons I learned uh, in between there? And then just like document that and speak from the perspective of like I did X instead of saying here's how to do X. Like I did X, here's how to do it. You know, just add that kind of personal element to it. And then you, you contextualize it with your experience. Um, talking about transformations is like one of the best ways to grow on social media because it's relatable, like maybe not the accomplishment, but the lessons you learned and the, the struggle you went through, that's, that's relatable and people connect with that. And by talking about your own experience, you've shown that you've done something which makes you interesting. People like to follow interesting people. Um, so you frame it from that, that perspective and, uh, it's a really easy way to grow, but basically just kind of following, um, I was at pain point. Now I have accomplishment. Here's how I did it. And then you step by step in each, each part of the post, you just walk them through how. I mean, you just made it sound so simple. That's what I do. That's what I did for all my clients. <laughs> so it's like, I got to kind of systemize it in my head a bit. <laughs> awesome, man. Like, well, thank you so much for thank like genuinely. Thank you so much for agreeing to spend some time with me and also like doing this via video. Like I obviously clearly love doing that. So it's been an absolute fucking pleasure to get to work with you tonight uh, or today. Um, well, how can like how can people connect with you or 
is there a way in which they can like do you have a cohort coming up do you have a, a way in which they can connect with you that way yes so i'm most active on twitter you can hit me up at wrongs to write w-r-i-t-e my dms are a shit show um so i don't know tag me on on the timeline maybe if you want to get a hold of me um and then i'm also on instagram at yo dakota y-o-d-a-k-o-t-a and then linkedin dakota robertson um but yeah if you want to be a, a ghostwriter social media ghostwriter travel the world make monies online um all that jazz i do have a cohort uh one starting july 1st and another one's probably starting like a month or two down the line um but uh, if you just click on my profile there'll be a link to see where you can get more information on that um it's fucking dope but if you don't want to join it that's fine i hate you uh, if you do want to join it, welcome. We can be best friends and live happily ever after. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big man. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah. Well, you heard it from him. Um, if you don't join his cohort, fuck I'll you. kill your grandma. Yeah, fuck you and I'll kill your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. And um, yeah, hopefully we're going to run this. I mean, I know that we're going to run this in person. That's like, you know, oh, yeah. I've, I promise this with all of the people that I have guests right now. Like, we'll do this properly. We're going to have one of those fucking like Andrew Tate goddamn mm. TV TV show like rooms for no reason apart from <laughs> just why not. And it's going to be fire. There's going to be fucking just girls in bikinis. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be, be sick, sexist. man. There's going to be a UFC be ring sexist. in the middle for some reason. Oh my god! It's just it's going to be. <laughs> gonna go off we're gonna be You'll sat in the middle of the UFC ring. <laughs> yeah in an octagon and um yeah anyway dude thank you so much yes thank you for having me appreciate you i hope you enjoyed that episode of the summit club if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to the podcast and i would love if you could leave us a review if you haven't connected with me come and follow me on twitter that's why i'm documenting how i'm building the gym launch of the creator economy creatorlaunch.com you either get to see me fail or learn how I do things the right way. So it's a win-win for you. I look forward to seeing you in the next one.